Thank you for clicking on I Don't Know Who Needs to Hear This But. I'm your host, Robert Good. I'm a single dad and a blogger and not at all a professional. I live in a house with four dogs, two cats, and a lizard, and then I have two kids. So at any point during this podcast, you might hear some background noise. Sometimes I try to keep it organized, and sometimes I just like to let life happen. If you ever want to read my blog posts, you can find them at facebook.com slash afterchrist01. You might hear from my kids in an episode, you might not. Every now and then they like to contribute, and I go ahead and let them. Why not? Uh, We'll also hear from a sponsor, and you'll hear from me later on. Thanks again for listening. So Cademan was not able to record a podcast segment this week, but uh, here I am. Uh, this week I have been practicing more Cherokee since I started live instruction classes. I mean, I, I practice every night anyway, but I've, I've got a lot of uh, new stuff to go over because I was able to ask some questions and make a few notes here and there. And um, I'm excited. Uh, the first class happened this past Monday and I'm going to be in a class uh, tomorrow. I mean, they are online, but live instructor. It's, it's easier to ask about uh, specific things that confuse me about the language. Um, at this point, I'm speaking to my dogs almost entirely in Cherokee to tell them what I want them to do. And they were a little confused about that at first, but they're picking it up really quick. Especially uh, the word hasty, which means quit it. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, about to get to the blog post. Thank you very much for listening. I watched a Tasmanian tiger today. Not in person, of course. Unfortunately, that's impossible anymore. If you didn't know, the Tasmanian tiger was declared extinct on the 7th of September, 1936. I watched old footage of Benjamin, the last known Tasmanian tiger, or thylacine, in his enclosure in a zoo. I wondered as I watched if he knew exactly how alone he was there. It wasn't like the video we often see these days of animals playing with their handlers or with balls or like the videos some zoos were posting during pandemic lockdowns of various animals taking tours of their facilities. Benjamin was alone in his enclosure. There was no bedding that I could see. He would pace occasionally, scratch himself. Sometimes he would lay down and nap. He looked anxious to me. It's hard to explain, but if I saw one of my dogs or any animal I was working with behaving like Benjamin did, I would try to calm him. There didn't appear to be anyone there to calm Benjamin. Sometime after the video was taken, Benjamin, the last known thylacine, died of exposure. That was just two months after thylacines were granted protected status. And this is why neither I nor my children will ever have the opportunity to see a thylacine in person. Pragmatically speaking, we as humans have a certain amount of privilege among creatures of Earth. Some of us understand that privilege, but it seems like every time I speak to someone of a certain higher financial status, they don't. They don't understand how their status relies on other people, and they definitely don't understand how humanity's status relies on other organisms. It doesn't take much to understand, really. I'm no vegetarian or vegan. I just appreciate life and know that it is all connected. 
You only have to look at your own body to see the profound truth of that. The human body is an entire ecosystem of microorganisms in and of itself. Your gut biome alone has a profound effect on your health that scientists are just beginning to understand, both mentally and physically. And without those organisms, you could not maintain your health. You could die. Wasps feed grubs to their young, but they also help plants that the grubs need to survive proliferate. Squirrels eat nuts and acorns, but some of the nuts and acorns they bury grow into trees. They all ensure mutual prosperity. But so many humans take land and just do their best to make sure that nothing else can be active on it. But my reasons for being bothered by this are not all pragmatic. The idea that a life lower on the food chain doesn't deserve my respect bothers me. And I don't understand how any society got to that point. If you believe in evolution, then all species on earth are connected. If you believe in a creator, you should respect his work. And all species on earth are connected. And I suppose that's why I've grown to despise what the U.S. stands for. Even the agricultural practices of the U.S. are extractive in nature, only taking from the land and leaving it barren. All I'm saying is that until you value the least of these, you can't actually value any life. You can say otherwise, but when your society regularly allows for the deaths and suffering of any of its people from causes it could easily prevent, your words are hollow. My presence in my community and on my land takes up space. I could at least not use poison on that space. I can allow native plant life to grow. The bee visiting the flowers in my yard as I leave for work is doing more to hold this world together just by living its life than I will do all day at work. The least I can do is be hospitable and welcoming to it. It's not asking that much for you to stop mowing down everything, plant, that doesn't look entirely uniform in your yard, or to just let an animal live. Every time an animal becomes extinct, humans are one step closer to extinction. Their prosperity is our prosperity. Their value is our value. Be mindful of your neighbors, all of them, whether they walk on two feet and drive cars or crawl on four legs, or fly on wings. We're all connected. Thank you for listening.